All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. I am CJ Palmisano, and where the fuck's Vinny? This motherfucker, man! I swear to God, he. Oh yeah, tried to be. Oh, he's so selfish. He's so selfish. I know he. He doesn't. I mean. Can you believe what he texted me? I'm sorry, man. It's my dad's birthday. I can't do the pod tonight. He's a real dick. Fuck I him. expect more from him. You know, that's supposed <laughs> to be your best friend. He is one of my best friends. It's grammar school. Yeah. But, uh, I guess I'll be here today. Okay. Yeah, Vinny couldn't be here tonight. He already had family plans, so it's all good. Uh, I'm being joined by one of my very good friends, my good friend Hillary Morris. How's it going? Hello. Hillary is uh, someone who I've met through my girlfriend. She's not just she's not one of my girlfriend's friends. She's actually my friend too. My heart. <laughs> and that says a lot because a certain number of my girlfriend's friends are just my girlfriend's friends. Sometimes it has to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I've always believed that there's got to be one person in your girlfriend's group that becomes your friend. Oh yeah, of course. Because it just that's how you relate to the person. I mean, that's how it is with uh, with Ashley and my buddy George, who I believe listens to this podcast. Through the power of Disney magic. Yep. <laughs> you have you met him? You met, you met him at my, bir- at my birthday. He's bald kid. Which uh, one? There were like three of them. <laughs> that's right. There was Nate. There was Nick, and then there was George. George was the skinny bald guy. The shorter one. He, I no. apologize in advance to any of them who may be no, listening. No, it's, it's on okay. This. It's all right. Um. George made me take a blowjob shot on my birthday. Thank God you finished that sentence. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Then I probably shot. Because <laughs> th- that's the only way I can remember, think about you remembering him. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, once again, Vinny couldn't be here this week. But um, just a little disclaimer before we really get into things. Um, next week's episode won't really be a uh, typical episode that we do in the week to week. I'm just going to give a disclaimer out there. I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be on vacation. All right, so uh, we won't be going over the next season, uh, next season, next episode of What If, any news going on. Uh, we'll talk about the most recent stuff the week Vinny and I get together. Uh, I am long overdue a vacation. It's been a, a fuck, minute. It, yeah, <laughs> it's been two years. Oh, my God, really? Since a real vacation I've taken. It's about been about two years. Pre-COVID? Pre-COVID, yeah. Oh, bad. Yeah. That's bad. I've not taken a vacation in a long time. So it's long overdue. Mm-hmm. However... There's a big, big replacement for it, which, if you want to know, I mean, do you want to know? I do. I do. Please. I mean, that's one person. Well, I'm the only one here, so everybody else will have to raise their hand from afar. Do an audio hand raise. Hillary, raise her hand. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else, if you're you're listening to this, raise your hand. Not if you're driving, though. if you have the ability to you know, drive with one hand. All right, fuck it. I'll tell you. <laughs> Next week, I will be releasing my Star Wars Force Awakens rewrite. That is the holdover for you guys. That is what will be here this week. I am just about done writing it. I am going to get it like done. Bef- I'm going to have to like record it either when I'm done recording this or <laughs> sometime before I leave. You're going to have to get it laminated. Protect that. To my phone. Oh, never mind. So I'm not going <laughs> to laminate my phone. Well, okay. 
Anyway, yeah, that is the holdover you guys will get next week. I know I've been teasing it for a little while Making now. Making the listeners since, wait. Since the very, first, very beginning of this podcast, I've been teasing it. And, and oh, now, oh but, my. Yeah, and now I'm finally getting to actually do it. And I'm very excited and very proud of it, what I have so far. And you should. took time. Oh. Devotion. Mm-hmm. It's been a few months I've been writing this. Has anyone else read it? No. I've only said some ideas to Vinny here and there. I've said some ideas to like friends of mine and coworkers mm. who are or Star Wars fans. Who and what kind of feedback are you getting just from the it's, brief readings? It's, it's pos- well, they haven't read anything. I've just told them ideas I've oh, had. And it's okay. just like, like oh, that's that would be pretty cool if you did this with this character or did that with this character. It just It's been positive. Kind of like what if. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to what if in a little bit. Mm-hmm. First, we have a few things to get into. There's a lot of news that's been breaking in the past week or so. Uh, we will get that into the latter half of the, of the podcast. Also, Marvel What If. Uh, this was a great episode. We'll get into that in a little bit. But first, there's a big, big breaking news story that we have to attach. Because speaking of Star Wars, we just got confirmation as of today of this podcast. So yesterday, if you're listening to it. The Mandalorian Season 3, according to Carl Weathers is going to be filming tomorrow uh, next I almost said tomorrow <laughs> is going to start filming so uh, next next month uh, so let me just pull up the article here uh, Mandalorian season 3 starts filming next month confirms Carl Weathers the Mandalorian star Carl Weathers says that season 3 will start filming within the next month and confirms he will be directing an episode again that's great because I love the episode he directed Carl Weathers says that The Mandalorian Season 3 starts filming next month and confirms... Yeah, direct again. Read that already. Uh, the first live-action Star Wars TV show has proven to be a massive success since it's, pre- it's premiered on Disney Plus in 2019, winning over critics and audiences alike. Though Lucasfilms has a plethora of Star Wars series on the, the, ma- on the way, Mandalorian continues to be a major part of their future plans. The Mandalorian Season 3 was in development as of early last spring, several months before Season 2 debuted. While viewers have known The Mandalorian Season 3 is in the pipeline, there have been questions regarding the production timeline with the spin-off The Book of Boba Fett, which premieres on Disney Plus later this December. Taking uh, precedence over the past year, The Mandalorian Season 3 has been waiting its turn. Based on the comments from series star uh, John Carlos Pinino, it sounded like The Mandalorian Season 3 would start filming soon. Now Weathers has narrowed it down to the specific. The quote here says... And now, and so now we're gonna start a new season of The Mandalorian within the next month. Yeah, and I get to be in front of the camera again, and I get to direct again. That is a direct quote from Carl Weathers about Mandalorian season three. So obviously that's big news because we've been—I mean, I've speculated with Vinny on this podcast about when exactly it could be. I I figured it'd be it'd be here like sometime. They usually start at the end of the year for any sort of recording. I was thinking that they probably was gonna, they were probably gonna start filming it at the beginning of next year, and then they probably would have had it out in the fall or the winter, like they did with the past seasons of Mandalorian. Oh, but they've announced so many things that they want to do between, you know, like you said, Boba Fett. They have the Ahsoka, Ahsoka movie or series, series. coming out. Ahsoka the series, series coming out. They want to do Obi Wan. Like Obi Wan's still filming. Right, so it's like they got so many lined up for the next, at the end of the year and even into 2022. I mean, putting deadlines, you can't even devote that much. How much time can you devote into these series and then still, we're going to release Mandalorian. And That's then Boba true. Fett right after it. But I was saying to you before we started recording, we were watching What If, that mm-hmm. 
they're definitely going to be releasing this on Star Wars Day. Like the first episode is going to be released oh, on Star to. Wars Day. That's my day. And I'm trying to see day. what day. Yes, that is Hillary's birthday. Yeah, May uh, the Fourth be with I'm you. I'm trying to see when is May the Fourth on this year. <laughs> it could, you know, it's, I think it's a Wednesday. It's act. I, that's very ironic because that's when they've been releasing these Marvel shows. Now I don't know if they're going to do the same for. Um, for Mandalorian, because uh, for Bad Batch, what they did is they released episode one on a Wednesday, on whatever, what was your, when was it this year? May 4th? No, wasn't it a Wednesday? Was it a Wednesday I believe I think it was a Wednesday, because you're right, though, because if Marvel pretty much has the, the Wednesday lineup, mm-hmm. then Star Wars always had Friday. That's true. Well, they started releasing the, fr- the shows on Friday with WandaVision and the Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Mm, that's um, true. I mean, again, movie theaters weren't back to where they were, and that the reason why they did Wednesdays is because uh, they didn't want people staying at home watching Loki. They also wanted people to go to the movie theaters and see Black Widow or whatever, or Corella or whatever Disney properties that uh, they right. were putting out. So but that, you could have done that with you could stream that through Disney Plus. It cost extra, but yeah, but I'm not paying thirty dollars. No. Don't pay Especially f- when it's telling me it's going to be free the next month. It's like, I can wait. I mean, technically, it's not even free. It's, it's just going to be the same cost you're paying every month, like seven, eight dollars. To me, $8. it's free because I'm not adding $30 more to that's, the bill. That's very true. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, coincidentally, star, uh, May the 4th is on a, is on a Wednesday next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're probably going to release an episode that Wednesday and then maybe that Friday. You think? I mean... Back I to s- back in one week like that? I'm pretty sure they did that with Bad Batch. I'm pretty sure they did that with. Oh, the, they, I think they did. I'm pretty I sure they did it right. that way. So I, I would. I think we were discussing it at one point. We were like, "Did you see the second episode?" Well, that's next week. No, that was Friday. Yeah. What I do you mean? It just it just yeah, premiered that Tuesday uh, or something like that. So anyway, let's just think. Talk about what exactly could be the premise of the show now. So for those of you who don't mm. know, if you don't haven't watched The Mandalorian, I mean, big spoilers. You've talked about it a lot on here before. Oh yeah, just 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 mute it now. <laughs> okay. Um. So. With the premise of how Mandalorian ended in season two, what we saw is we saw Mando and Bo-Katan and uh, Cara Dune and et cetera and the rest of the gang. They were able to capture uh, and the, the Moth Gideon's Star Destroyer deck. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker comes in and he destroys those dark troopers and Mando gives up Grogu to Luke so he can go train with him. Mm-hmm. So they're... A while ago, there was a picture, apparently officially released by Disney, of a of Luke and Grogu together, where Grogu appears to be making his own lightsaber, and Luke has the crystal, and the crystal is yellow. Very interesting color they chose. Yellow. Yes, I mean Ray's lightsaber is. yellow. I was just gonna say, didn't they? So I mean, Ray's lightsaber is yellow, so I figured they're gonna want to incorporate that color more often. Does the well, does the color represent something? I don't. I mean, if red is Sith and blue th- and green are I like, I mean, I think pretty much any color that's not red or black means it's 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 good. Mm, I, <laughs> I think mean, so. Um, so there have been and there have been nothing's been ever been confirmed, but people have talked about. Well, it looks like Luke and Grogu will get their own series together. Or people have said, well, maybe we'll see in The Mandalorian, we'll see Luke train Grogu. Well, it's another opportunity for Mark Hamill to come back into the Star Wars universe. Well, some people also call for Sebastian Pl- Sebastian Stan to play a young Mark Hamill, um, a young Luke Skywalker as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. People, uh, you know, Mark Hamill has given the, his seal of approval that if Sebastian, if they want Sebastian Stan to do it... They're going to have to CGI his face, though, if they do that. I mean, I mean, we already saw young Luke come back. I know, but at the same time, we saw what's his name from Empire play Rhodey in Iron Man, and then Don Cheadle comes in. And now Don Cheadle's Rhodey. 
It's it's a Luke Skywalker variant. That's that's <laughs> you know that's different. You know yeah, they just, own they own you know. both they own both franchises. <laughs> mm, that's and, true. Anyway, I mean, I think it's Good more point. Though. I I feel like they they'd have to put Luke and Grogu in season three. I feel like they're not going to completely take Grogu out of the Mandalorian because he's like the the big. He no, is, he's coming back. He is the character that that every single fan loves. Whether you yeah. are a casual fan, you're a hardcore fan, you love this little guy. Everybody does. Hell, it's the reason why, why actually, my girlfriend watches The Mandalorian in the first place. Oh, strictly for him. Strictly. Yeah. I, my stepsister, she could give two, not even two fucks about Star Wars. I don't care what the her, story is. Her fiance <laughs> loves Star Wars. He's a big Star Wars fan. We talk about Star Wars all the time. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give two shreds of a fuck Mm-mm. about Star Wars. <laughs> but she loves The Mandalorian. That and she thing blew loves up Grogu. the franchise. Exa- it revitalized the franchise. It made people be excited about Star Wars again. Now, with that being said, you were mentioning that, you know, are they going to do with the series where you're seeing more of Luke and Grogu together? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to play around with Luke coming in that often. Because we got a taste of him, and that was enough. Mm-hmm. Now it would be as time progresses, and then we see Grogu become uh, the, Jedi. the Jedi that he was meant to be. I feel like we'll get some taste of Grogu and, and, and Luke together. Yeah, not, I don't, nothing I don't, crazy. I don't but... know how much they'll do, mm-hmm. but the fact is I feel like they should set up a show for them if they're going to, and I absolutely think they should, mm-hmm. set up some kind of show for them within the Mandalorian. You know, Mando can go visit Grogu or something. Maybe we can get scenes where Luke and Grogu are training together in certain episodes. I don't know what they're going like to be. Like a flashback? I don't know about a flashback because it'd, it'd be in real time. Whatever the... Well, I mean, like, uh, the, maybe flashback's not the right word, but kind of like a, a, a cutaway yeah, I, I, the cutaway sounds like the more term, mm-hmm. or better term there. Yeah. You know, it shows what Mando's doing, what Grogu's doing. Right, you switch between mm-hmm. and how they come. Oops, sorry, come okay. together again. Because the the dynamic of the show is like it's it's, it's Mando and it's Grogu. It's the, that is the whole dynamic, and that's yeah. that what appeals everybody to the show. Um, it's going to be interesting where they see where they take Mando now. You know, now he's taken off the helmet. He's so strict to his creed that yeah. I mean, but he's also got the. The dark saber. Yeah. So uh, obviously, Bo-Katan looking at him like. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know what part of Rebels you've reached, but like, it's. What season are you on, Rebels? Uh, I believe I'm on like the beginning of three of uh, where, Kanan lost his sight. Okay. Um, have you? So wait, I don't think Bo-Katan's come in yet, has she? No, I have not seen Bo-Katan. Okay. I'll, um, Save m- me the struggle. M- mild, mild. Spoiler. Okay. Mild. Okay. You, but you know at some point Bo-Katan gets the Darksaber. Yes, of course. Okay, so you, you know that. that yeah. Okay, I won't go into details how she gets it. Okay, all right. But, okay, I'll give you a tiny detail. Mm-hmm. T- tiny. Mm-hmm. She doesn't win it in a fight like Moff Gideon says she has to. Okay. It's given to her. Which is wrong, though. Because I, I, I that's not the rule or tradition. Yes, and that's, and that's the big thing that everybody was saying in the show. It's like, well, she took it last time when it was given to her. Why can't she take it now? The counter-argument to that is, well, she was it was given to her by someone. And now, 
And for those of you who know, you know. I'm just saying, not I'm not saying who this character is, so Hillary doesn't get spoiled for for Rebels. God damn it! Um, do you want to know who gives it to her? No. Okay, I'm, then I'm not gonna say it. I know. So, um, <laughs> so it's already she's already been given the dark saber by a certain Star Wars character. Mm-hmm. The fact that she lost it to Moff Gideon, and now someone else is giving her the dark saber, it doesn't make her a true ruler. She's not going to be seen as she a true... She didn't win it victoriously. She didn't win it victoriously. In, mm-hmm. the, in the circumstances of how she got the Darksaber, it was fine in that instance, mm-hmm. given the whole state of how the Mandalorians are. But in this particular instance, it, she, she won't be seen... She's already been defeated for the Darksaber by right. Moff Gideon. Right. So she's not going to be seen as a true ruler of her people. So, I mean, I fully expect a fight between Bo-Katan and, Man- and Mando at some point, between... Her and Din Djarin, the re- the real man. I mean, that's fame. what we we were set up for. That there was going to be some sort of a fight. But also, do you know? Because we mentioned on the podcast, I think last week, Disney hired somebody from YouTube who went took the scene from when Luke was in that that uh, that episode, right? And they actually made his face even better than the CGI that Disney did. It's like it looks like a young Mark Hamill was taken from Return of the Jedi and is in that scene. Really, Disney hired him. Really? Yeah. So that makes me believe mm. that Mark Hamill could come back more as Luke Skywalker. And I'm not saying that he can. I, I'm just, for some reason, and I don't know why, I feel like that we were introduced to Mark Hamill coming back, mm-hmm. but it's just a taste. It's just a tease. We may not see him in action like we did from the uh, 7, 8, and 9. Mm. When, we came, mean, back a- a- in, when action- we came back in 8 and he just... 7, 8, 9, action's debatable. He stood. He stood on top of we a hill. We will get to you and he, your comments about top, the movies he later. He stood on top of a hill. He he was projecting his, his. He was on that planet via Zoom. Right, but then Mark Hamill fighting, like the way he was fighting. <sighs> okay, I know you don't like it, but it's the worst Star Wars movie ever. But it's the feeling that you got that when he came back. Listen, don't get me wrong. The scene itself is is cool. It's one of the few things about the movie that I like. I mean. I wasn't crazy about what they did with Luke's character in Last Jedi, but I was op- I was more open to it. I was more open to that part of the story. Okay. My it, point. Uh, go ahead. My point, because I know you and I will debate about this for more than an hour. That's a whole podcast. That's two podcasts. <laughs> That's two podcasts. <laughs> but for just this particular instance... If he were to come back and we saw mm. him fighting in that same spirit and mm-hmm. got that same feeling, some of us who did and some of us who didn't, and get that same feeling of when he returned and used the lightsaber, I feel like if we do that again with Mandalorian, it loses its I, its feel. I, well, I hope in this instance you are talking about the particular scene, like when he comes and he's just he's just fucking up those dark troopers. And this, or are you talking about the movies? I'm talking about the movies. Okay. We get that same feeling. Because the feeling that we got when we got him in the show, and we're all going like, who the hell is this guy? And all of a sudden, it's just, holy shit, it's Luke. My sister knew right away when she saw the X-Wing. Me, I was like, no, they're they're not going <gasps> to. It's back when my apartment was like looked like, tra- you know, and lo- it's, it's, looked like trailer trash. It's funny where you, you forget the timeline you're in with these shows. Well, so when I mean, the X-Wing shows up, you're like, I, well, Wait a minute. Well, Mandalorian takes place five years after. Uh, it takes place five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. 
Right. And they're in their own weird, weird number world. Like their their years are a number and then ABY. I have no idea what ABY stands for, but those are the years of Star Wars. ABY. I, I, I don't know. I, I, hmm. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I don't know what the fuck that means. Gotta call somebody. Anyway, so my thing with the whole Luke Skywalker thing is that I agree with you in the sense that they should use Luke sparingly. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't use him too much. But are you? Do you specifically mean Mark Hamill, or do you mean Luke Skywalker the character? Luke Skywalker the character. Okay. Because we. Go ahead. Go I, I'm not really. I'm not really sure how to explain it. Maybe I'm not explaining it right. You know how when we first got, uh, when we first met Ahsoka, Ahsoka came back. Yes. And the two sabers came out, mm-hmm. and we knew it was her. Yes. Do you remember the feeling you got? Oh, that's my that's my favorite Mandalorian episode. One of what was the feeling you got when you saw her? Just just you knew with the sabers, and then she approached because we all knew I'll, Ahsoka was I'll, coming. I'll put it this way: mm-hmm. I lost my shit when Bo-Katan <laughs> told Mando to go find Ahsoka. Okay, so you can only imagine okay. how now we're all waiting. <laughs> you, you can only imagine how happy I was to actually see her in the show. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a similar feeling to like seeing Luke back and. To to the other side of your thing with Luke Skywalker in the movies, a lot of people don't feel the same as you do, mm-hmm. and this is not to bash on your opinion of, of no, the no, because everyone has their own everyone has their own opinion. I, I have get to it. say We're this. We're all fans. Be- I have to say this because you and I get into like shouting matches. When we it, w- do, which is why I'm trying not to <laughs> press into this mic so much. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> or scream into it. Anyway, so um, my thing was is that I don't feel Luke Skywalker was used to his full potential in the in the sequel trilogy. I don't think he should have dominated the whole thing. I honest I do think you should really try and capitalize on these new characters you're trying to write and develop and that's what I'm trying to do in my rewrites that I'm trying to give enough nostalgia but also give enough moments for these characters to shine. Because I feel like you kind of have to give a a, a good portion of nostalgia mm-hmm. and enough intrigue for these characters. Just so they kind of balance out. But anyway, my point is, when I saw Luke Skywalker in the end of Mandalorian, and he's and he's doing his thing, like that's what a lot of us Star Wars fans wanted to see in the new Star Wars movies, but didn't really get. Yes, mm-hmm. he kind of projected himself on that planet to help the the Resistance get away in Last Jedi, but he didn't throw a single strike to uh, Kylo Ren. He f- showed up as a Force ghost in the Rise of Skywalker, catches the lightsaber, and he bring from that Ray tried to throw, and then he brings up his X wing from from mm-hmm. underwater. Really, Luke Skywalker didn't do a whole lot of action packed stuff. When you when you look at the grand scheme of things, comparing to the just just that one scene in the Mandalorian, and I agree, if we're gonna agree on something, I agree on that. They didn't put enough action to it. I'm more talking about just the feeling of you're, you're you got about, in you're, that you're, moment. You're talking about like just the nostalgia of seeing yes. Luke Skywalker. That's it's, that's it's your the same point. nostalgia that you. You must have gotten. You had to have it when Han and Chewie showed up. I was literally thinking of that moment right now. Oh my god! I mean, the minute you saw them come back on the—I mean, he's, on the on the Millennium Falcon. Goes, oh my god, Chewie, we're home. 
<laughs> like I that's one of the Gav, you want to cry. I'm just like I felt like this like this is my childhood right yeah. here. I mean, I wasn't I me and Vinny said it last week. We were obviously weren't around or born. No, or twi- but or, we were we were twi- young enough to watch it because our parents had it on yeah. tapes on or, rewind the tape. Or say or a twinkle in our father's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> to, to uh to be uh to watch them but mm-hmm. I grew up watching the original movies and the prequels so it's a big portion of our lives and that's why so many people are just not so that's, that's why people have a lot of controversy yeah so and I feel like one of these days we should just have a we should just have a podcast about the sequel trilogy what was wrong what could have been better and that's oh. kind I mean that's kind of what I'm going to do next week but it's not really going to be a debate it's going to be a new story mm. so I think. Do you have any last thoughts on this particular subject before we move on? On Mando, particularly, or with well, Star Wars in general? Well, on the on the Star Wars trilogy, and I, I, any thoughts on any of this, the, these two things? Because I feel like you've made your point for the most part as far as the trilogy goes. Only because of the feeling of nostalgia you get. That was probably the biggest part about the the last three that you get when these characters are coming in. Mm. I do agree. There's some parts where it's like they could have been a little, you know actiony or could have been a little more it was a very emotional series i mean if i mean rise of skywalker if anything weighed on nostalgia way too much i mean they got me with a mm-hmm. fan service nostalgia when i saw it in the theaters but mm-hmm. but like but on re- we, when you rewatch it we we were watching with you and your mom uh mm-hmm. me and ash at, at your house a little while ago and you heard me nitpicking little things here i know i just <laughs> like i know it's like <laughs> i can still watch the movie but it's like when you ever re- <sighs> when you ever in any movie, rewatch it. Yeah, you nitpick. You find things like, well, that could yeah. have been better if they did this or they did that. Yeah, so, something. Something. Yeah. But as far as Mandalorian Season 3, I feel like we'll get clips of Grogu here and there, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're really going to try and focus on Mando and what his journey is next. And now he really is the ruler of Mandalore. So How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Bogotan will probably go after him. I'm hoping we could see potential other Mandalorian characters. You know, I mean, Boba Fett's getting his own series, so I don't see Tamara Morrison returning for this uh, particular season. Um, but could we? But I think we could see Tamara Morrison possibly return as Captain Rex in Mandalorian. I think he'll definitely be Captain Rex and Ahsoka. Like Captain Rex has to show up oh, in Ahsoka. Oh, please, he has be- Because to. the the friendship they have is one of the best in the entire franchise. At the end of the Clone Wars, they holy es- shit! Yeah, they escaped together. Yeah, and it's a she friend- saved him. And a French, it's a friendship that goes on for years and years and years. And I want to know if wh- they re- I, if they come I, together I, once well, more. I really want to know what happened in that time when you know Ahsoka and. Rex went their separate ways after Clone Wars. We see Rex. I mean, that's true. We see Rex in Bad Batch, and then we obviously we see Ahsoka and Rex interact in Rebels. So, yeah. who knows? But we'll have to wait and see. But he speak- also had two other clones with him too. How would he get those guys out? I'm trying to remember. Well, one of them was they saved. Remember? Oh, they uh, saved the second one. Yeah, they saved him. He's the one who hey, talks like this. Yeah. Like, he talks all weird and almost like a Southern accent. Yeah. They saved him. The other guy, I don't remember. I I just when it comes to the clones. If you don't draw my attention that much, if your I'm name's not, not mentioned that many times. If your name's not Captain Rex, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know. Oh come on, you gotta give the Bad Batch guys some credit. Oh, though. of course, I love the Bad Batch. Who's your favorite of the Bad Batch? Oh, it's Wrecker. It's, yeah, it's, right. It's, it's, it's Wrecker or it's Hunter. It's or it's, oh, Wrecker. He's the best. Wrecker's the best. He's he's the absolute best. He was funny in Clone Wars too. Oh yeah, like, you saw him in those brief moments. Like the second one I saw that that those episodes, that I'm like, 
they got to bring these guys back. They have to. They have to. And like, when they said they had a whole show coming out for them, it's like, like oh, yes. But that anyway, was good. But let's get into that. Let's get into the season finale of The Bad Batch. Yes. So uh, let's go into this episode a little bit here. Uh, I'm just going to f- – we talked about this briefly before. Mm-hmm. This is not how I was expecting the show to end. Um, I feel like this could have been just another episode in the, in the series. I wasn't really expecting it to – I was expecting something really, really big. We didn't end. get answers. We still don't know how Crosshair got his inhibitor chip out. Right. He, I mean, and it wasn't just... You find out that it's not the chip, it's him. Mm-hmm. Where are you getting these thoughts from? That's what, what I'm made, what, You know what? Maybe that's I, what I leads mean, us down to that path of the clones. I saw. I said in my podcast... Uh, in the po- Well, in this podcast, my podcast. Yeah, yeah. In this podcast last week that this was huge character development for Crosshair. That mainly, I think his views are that he's saying to them, you don't have to run and hide all the time and be wanted criminals. You can have a purpose again with the Empire. Crosshair doesn't really give a shit as to who he's serving. He just wants a purpose. And he didn't want to be used as, uh, like, what do they call them, regs? Yeah. He didn't want to be used like just a, I'm a soldier for the, for the Republic and I'm, at dis- I'm disposable. Yeah, but little do they know that the clone, all the clones are disposable to the but Empire. But the Empire didn't care about him. They didn't even go back for him. No, they didn't. They left him there. So that's the other thing is that one of the clones, when they were reporting to that uh, that, that Admiral, oh, he, he, he seemed like upset that Kamina was gone. Hell, even it was a clone who initiated the attack. Not initiated the attack, but we're pressing the buttons for the, for the blasters and the Star Destroyers yeah. to destroy Kamino. I mean, comparing this episode to the previous episode of part one, it's like part one of the season finale was like... Suspense. W- one of the best episodes they did. It was suspenseful. That it was, was just episode. like... And just, just so many like, what the fuck? And, you know, Omega, you find out... Even they confirm mm-hmm. to Tech to... Or Teak, as uh, Omega calls Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to Crosshair. Technically, Omega, even though we appear older... Omega is older than us, technically. And there's my question of how? She, they, it's in her genetics is how they made her. Is she just slow aging? Yeah, she, or is she just forever stuck like that? She's a slow aging clone. Like, look. What's the Bo- purpose of that then? They, I'm guessing it's to. She has original DNA. I think that's what it's for. Boba so Fett. preserving, I guess, that DNA. I, I guess so of Jango Fett. Um, but they have a whole bunch of those the kids they but, can make them. But you, but you even, but you even saw when they said they they were used in the series. They were saying we're, we're using too much of the replicated tissue from Jango Fett that eventually we're going to run out and we can't True. keep replicating it. That's, That's why right. they wanted Omega. Or if even if they got Boba Fett, they could have done that. Mm-hmm. So Omega is a very vital, very important acquisition to the cloning to the bad batch to the empire themselves i'm thinking because this i wanted to mention this before but i wanted to wait until we get into the bad batch i can fully see i said to Vinny last week i can fully see omega show up in uh book of boba fett or at the very least the ahsoka series and possibly we could see harris and doula in the ahsoka series because we have that connection with hera and omega now that's true. We do. 
And I love those episodes too. Yeah. I love that now they're they're connecting the dots of all these different characters. Oh, I love how they did that. Through see, the, we've seen throughout the years. Yeah, they've done that through the entire series. Is just how they connected these characters. Even Kanan in the first episode. Yeah, and that's weird that a fourteen-year-old kid, Freddie Prince Jr., a like forty-five-year-old man, is doing a fourteen-year-old's voice. But that's okay. I guess he just hit puberty early. Well, li- well listen, listen. There's a lot of <laughs> voice actors out there that are older than us, and they could do kids' voices. Well, I mean, the thing is, they kind of had to use Freddie Prince Jr. because he had a different name. Because he was Caleb something. Everyone's like, Caleb. There's only like the really super, super fans like are going to be like, oh my god, that's Kanan Jarrus. I wouldn't have gotten it because I forgot that's not his real name. Kanan Jarrus isn't his yeah. real name. No, I know, but I was. you missed that. No, no, no. I'm saying if Freddie Prince Jr. didn't do the voice, oh. I wouldn't have noticed. Oh, okay. That's how I knew it was Kanan. I'm like, oh, shit. That's how I knew. So mm-hmm. I, I understand. It's just, it's just a little joke. I like how they like to be consistent, though, when it comes to voice actors. Like that poor guy that, has, that plays the clones. Oh, he must be tired. I, well, I mean, he does all the Bad Batch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He must be tired. So it's like <laughs> the amount of voices he does. I mean, that, that's a tough But on top of that, doing Mando. Come on, he's tired. <laughs> Mando? What do you mean he does Mando? But isn't he... Uh, no, that's Boba not... Fett? No, that's not Tamara. Tamara Morrison only does the live-action versions of Django Fett, Boba Fett now, and you could bring him back to be Captain Rex or any other clones you see. I was going to say, I thought that but, was him. But no, 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 that's not Tamara. They didn't get Tamara Morrison for the Clone Wars series. It's not him. Oh. They're using somebody else. I can't remember the guy's name, but he does a fantastic job. Oh, I thought because I thought you're the one that told me that's the same guy who plays that voice. No, nope, or is it just? Oh, maybe I just misunderstood. I'm sorry, I was wrong. I mean, it's very similar to Tamara Morrison's voice. Oh yeah, they're good at that. So, well, anyway, we'll give a brief description of the Bad Batch episode. I already seen we're gonna hit a little over an hour here because we're like half an hour in. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, I know it goes fast. My God, it does. So anyway. The Bad Batch are sunk, are underwater, trying to get away, trying to get escape the the uh, the sink the sinking Camino uh, facility, and um, CT uh, is leading them down this path. And Crosshair is saying, "I we should turn back. <laughs> it's that's not the best way to go." God, I've said, I've he's said, like a wet mop. I've said on the podcast that that uh, Crosshair sounds like a pedophile. <laughs> he's like. Help me find my puppy. <laughs> I have some candy if you help me find him. You are too good at these voices, and it's frightening. Thank you. <laughs> have you seen my... <laughs> no, so Crosshair, I mean, you, you kind of see this thing between Crosshair and Hunter that Crosshair is, in his mind, he's justified. In Hunter's mind, they're justified. and But he's trying to convince Crosshair... He is trying to convince Crosshair to, to the, come. He's to trying come, to tell them that these people don't care about you. Yeah, they don't care. And, right. even, and even Omega's just like, you know, I was wrong. I thought that it was the inhibitor chip that was doing that to you. But I realized that you're doing this to yourself. And that She you, gave him enough chances to be. Yeah. You can turn back, but. Omega's. Well, the great thing about Omega's character is it doesn't matter if you are a friend or you, you've even betrayed her. Mm-hmm. She's just someone who wants to help people who are lost. And Crosshair. Is, is, seems to be lost. Well, she tries to find reason as to it's not you. It's what it's what you were born to, to listen by. It was the inhibitor chip. It's what and, people are saying around and also you. His, she goes, you can find your own light. His abnormality as well as a clone because as we all know, the Bad Batch all have ab- abnormalities. Mm-hmm. With the exce- Makes them unique. Which, which, with the exception of Tech, even though he, you know, I guess you could... Tech's really smart. I'm sorry, not Tech. Uh, Echo. 
Echo was a reg. He was, but his enhancements are that he's but he can part now, machine, really. Yeah, but yeah, he's part machine. So I mean, that makes that, him, that's where he fits in. Even, yeah. even when he was trying to hack into the computer system, Nalase's uh, secret lab, she's like, Tech, you know, he tries to hack into the computer system. He's like, well, there's that's weird. There's nothing here. Well, obviously, they took all the computer files off so the Empire couldn't find them. Right. So overall, see, that's the thing. I'm talking about this episode, and there's not much stuff that's memorable that happened for me, honestly. I, I just... That's what I mean. That thing... You didn't get answers. You, you didn't get answers. I mean, the Bad Batch found a way to escape, and you thought CT was going to die, and then Crosshair went to go save CT, so it shows he's still got good in him. Um, the biggest takeaway, and maybe you can answer it, mm-hmm. is the scientist that they took mm-hmm. after they killed the Prime Minister, they took the scientist yeah. that raised Omega. Yeah. They said, we got major plans for you or we got big plans for you with the empire Mm -hmm. any idea what the big plans could have been cloning palpatine really how how, what else would it be like this is what filoni and favreau or dave filoni john john favreau are trying to do they're trying to make sense of the of the sequel trilogy where disney just didn't fill in the holes they were like oh no we need to panic because we really fucked up these movies and now we need to see what happened with the prequel trilogy when there's a lot of missing links and a lot of things and justifiably critical, criti- uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know Credibility? About cri- no, I'm not critical. Uh, criti- I- criticized, rather. Oh, okay. The things the prequels that were criticized. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest ones being Anakin's ab- so-called abrupt turn to the dark side. We see that. It's like he turned to the dark side because his wife might die at childbirth. He no, saw- he turned to the dark side... His 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 transformation, I believe, started when his mother was dead. Well, when yes. his mother died in his arms. Yes, but the thing is, it's not just it's not just those two things. His mother dying was the start. Yes, pa- possibly losing Padme was the end. Everything else came in the middle of Clone Wars. Everything it was a slow burning candle as to how Anakin Skywalker turns to the dark side. Was that a pun towards him burning in the lava pit? No, but oh. that's pretty good. I, I thought it was pretty good. I've, I, thought, I, just, I didn't I, want to let that I kept, slide without I have making a comment. I have kept saying it's a slow burning <laughs> candle and I've never once thought about him burning alive. I just, alive thought, it, I just thought of it as an opportunity because I was like, you can't let that pass. That's pretty good. Good job. Anyway, so we see that and I think they're making sense of Palpatine because when Poe says somehow Palpatine returned. Well, did Th- that's did we all ask that question when, when we watched the last episode of, so like, how a, did this even happen? They were just speculating, oh, cloning, things only the Sith knew. Like, you're just speculating. You don't know that for sure. So that's how it makes sense because we saw the test, the tubes in, now the, in Mandalorian. Now it all links up. Yes, now we saw the tubes of Mandalorian being in there. So, looks like Snoke. So this is the big plan. It's so Palpatine could return one day. And that's how they're making sense of all this. Yeah. They're now filling in the pieces. Now they're filling in the blanks and they're filling in the pieces, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. However, they needed to do this to justify what made sense. It's a a big fucking mess. Anyway, let's just get into the the final moments of the Bad Batch here. Yeah. Omega tell... The Bad Batch tells uh, Hunter... The Bad Batch tells uh, Crosshair, you're still one of us. You're still our brother. We can still be brothers again. Mm -hmm. And... And he's he's giving the olive branch to to Crosshair to return, and Crosshair refuses. Omega stays back and says, "You know, you're still their brother, Crosshair. 
you're my brother too. And then she leaves with them and they leave Crosshair to fuck off and wait for the Empire because he has his like trackers when he's going to pick them up. Well, no, they're going to come back and check the wreckage. Yeah, they have to. They have to come back. Right. Obviously, they'll find. Crosshair. They're gonna find him standing there on the platform. Yeah, like like uh, a kid waiting like at the bus what? stop. This kid is. This, this guy's alive. Ah, God shit. damn it! Anyway, I think overall, as Bad Batch as a show as a whole was a lot of fun. It's a great little thing of. It's not the Clone Wars. How many stars would you but, give it? But it's pretty much the Clone Wars. How many, how many stars would you give Bad Batch? I would give this show a solid uh, eight stars. Sorry, eight stars. Eight I'm going to assume four. <laughs> four stars, eight out of ten. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I just The last episode wasn't all that great to me. Uh, the filler episodes, like when they went to get the Rancor, I was just kind of eh about. Filler. Yeah, it was very much a filler yeah. episode. Um, my favorite episodes were the first the episode when Rex comes, gets the inhibitor chips out, mm-hmm. uh, and the... That sen- was an intense moment the, when Wrecker yeah, was um Because Wrecker, Wrecker is like, you know, he, he loves Omega like a little sister, and, and now, then he's, he's, going after and now her. he's trying to kill her. Oh my god, yeah. It's really dramatic. Mm-hmm. And then the episodes with on, on Ryloth, and then the season finale part one. What are your favorite episodes of this, uh, this season so far? Oh my god, I gotta think back now. Um... We gotta throw the first one in there. First one's like well, the over, first one. First one's over an hour. Yeah, and I like the I like that they took part of Rebels and put it in there, make it link up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but if, I'm trying to think of them right now. But I, the first one that comes into my head uh, is when uh, uh, it was with Hera. The first episode with Hera. I don't or think. Was, it, oh, the second one. I think it was the second one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the first one, the Bad Batch made a cameo in their own show. Yes. Like, they weren't even the main focus <laughs> of the episode. No, but again, but they were it, linking back to Rebels it, to make everything but make it sense. Worked, though. It did. Yeah. But I like that they brought Hera in. We got a little bit of backstory about her and kind of give you a little bit of taste of what Rebels left you with, mm-hmm. which was nice. I like that. Star, your star ratings, your your, eight at, your your out of 10 ratings for this season? If I give it out of 10, I probably would give it a 9. Okay. And I would mainly do it because of the story uh-huh the storyline kept me involved um the animation oh my oh, god the spot on it's I, just like it's, clone wars it was beautifully done mm-hmm. absolutely seamless yeah i mean if disney goes down the way it continues to go down with its animations oh my god it's gonna be almost in, in your like you're really there it's almost be looking like live action hmm. anyway this is the longest you talk about Star Wars in this podcast for we a can very go, long I'm time. I'm telling you, we can go for hours. I know we can. But we should probably move on. We should move on <laughs> to, to Marvel now. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, this is look like it's going to be an hour and a half, two-hour episode, people. So strap in. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's get into the rest of this. We still have to go over Marvel What If. All right. So this new episode of Marvel What If. Star-Lord is T'Challa. Already, I this is I love this way more than episode one. This is just this is so much better. Not that I didn't like episode one; I loved episode one. But this is my favorite episode so far. You you love Black Panther. I love the you whole. Were, you were a very big he, fan of Chad. With I, I was very uh, I was very um, uh, upset when he passed away, like many of us were. I'm actually wearing my Black Panther T-shirt right now. Um, 
honestly, what I loved is that I love the whole cosmic side of the. Um, I mean, I love everything about Marvel, but I have, I have a soft spot for the cosmic side, the Guardians of the Galaxy esque type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and mixing T'Challa into that whole mix was really really cool. So I remember when when we finished the episode, you're just like, wait, so it pretty much he's there because these idiots the idiots grabbed the wrong wrong kid. kid. So and why in that location? So and that's and then I said to you, well, that's the whole premise of this show, is that the tiniest little decisions that people make Mm -hmm. affect the universe forever and the the multiverse forever. But they hit a lot of characters where a lot of their stories have changed Mm -hmm. because of this one character. It's almost like an honor. That's the thing, though. So many, like I think in this episode more than the previous episode, so many events changed. Yeah. Because of one thing they did did or did not do. Right. So they assigned Craglin and and Taserface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I left when they brought back Taserface. Um, they assigned Yondu instead of himself trying to find Peter Quill. He assigned it to these morons, and they bring back the child. Not his best choice. No. Got to be honest. It's like, what the hell? Does this look like Peter Quill to you? It's like they got two ear holes, two eye holes, and a, and another open hole for them to mouth, for them to talk. What's the difference? It looks the same to me. <laughs> I'm like. And uh, then he brings up a picture. Um, like, does this look like Peter Quill to you? <laughs> uh, one's a one's a white kid. One's a black kid. Yeah, you can't mess that up. Uh, you re- well, they really are idiots. They are. Taser, <laughs> they t- taser face and crack. to the taser to the face reputation. and Craglin, They're morons. Oh, God. Anyway. But this was the the amazing part is that we the, the episode opens up with T'Challa, Star Lord going after the Power Stone, and then what's his name? Who's Ronan's lackey? He goes over just like stop, Ravager! Like, put that down! Like, I don't mean you any harm. <laughs> I'm a yes, I may be a Ravager, but my name is T'Challa. But you might know me as <gasps> the famous Star Lord. <laughs> oh my! That was so fucking funny. He ended up being the he's the ultimate he, Ravager. He's <laughs> like he reformed the Ravagers and he made them like he was famous. Robin, Robin Hood. Yeah, famous. Yeah. And, like, whereas and Chris, then there was Chris, Chris Pratt's version is like, and you are Star Nomias. Star Lord. Who? Come on, <laughs> man. Legendary Al- Like, because he's doing such good, everybody knows about it. That's the thing is that T'Challa, the person, the character, was still raised to be a good person. Right. And he still, he changed the universe. Like, he changed so much stuff just by being there. He wanted to explore the world, and Yondu showed him everywhere. Yondu was, was T'Challa's adopted father. Mm-hmm. And we see... What's the biggest thing that you saw in there that we were like, what the fuck? We're getting to that. <laughs> There's a few things we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, we see that T'Challa has really tried to change the world, and the Power Stone and uh, what they do, what they did with that is they took the Power Stone to try and to, to heal the dying star, I think, over in New Valir. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, and then they're at a bar and then they end up taking that guy, star, uh, Star-Lord T'Challa, fought and bringing him in part of the crew. Right. <laughs> so. Carried him on his back and brought him to the bar. He's like, who's this guy? I knew the recruit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not gonna get used to my T'Challa impression? No, but it's great. Okay, it's good. So we go, we go in there. We see it, brings him in, and they're at a bar, and we see a few familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being Drax, who was the bartender. He's a bartender. 
And he gets a picture of it. Quick, we must take a picture. Oh, I look amazing, but you look terrible. He, nothing's we, changed. We must get another one. That's really not that. No, 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 no. It is an honor to meet you. You must take another picture. and For my wife and child. For my wife and child. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to this other thing. T'Challa was able to convince Thanos not to get the Infinity Stones, not to commit genocide, mm-hmm. and just... Join the crew. Join... And Thanos is a Ravager. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, that is the biggest what the fuck. And just because he talked to him? He yeah. convinced him he, otherwise? He just simply convinced him. And now Thanos is a good guy. And because of that, like Drax said... I, I I must send this picture to my wife and child. He didn't kill. He didn't kill. He didn't his, kill his, his family. Yeah. Or he didn't have Ronan. He didn't have. He, he didn't, didn't have, have Ronan, Ronan doing Ronan his dirty work. It. So his little minions weren't there. So it was. That's that's the whole. That's why I love this episode so much. So much happened with one little decision to be changed. And then you know after like oh you I look amazing but you look <laughs> terrible. And then we we hear a voice go. I don't know. He looks pretty good to me. This blonde, this blonde-haired, blue alien chick. I and swear, I thought it was Mystique at first. Uh, I was like, wrong I'm universe. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> and then you hear T'Challa go, Nebula. <gasps> I'm like, oh, she's blonde. Shit. <laughs> and that I'm like, that is Karen Gillan's voice because her voice sounds all robotic because Nebula is mostly machine then but not this version because in this version her she wasn't father, altered her, in this version her father didn't torture her and rip her apart like a fucking like a fucking psychopath he mm-hmm. is and now she can she actually looks normal yeah at, at least normal to her species I'd say she looks normal. Okay. Anyway, so I think it's the blonde hair. Well, she is. She's. She also, She is blue. So I mean, we don't see a lot of blue people walking around unless they're dead. Well, Yondu. I'm talking about the normal world. Oh, sorry. Like Smurfs don't count. No, they don't because they don't exist. Oh well. But, your Yon, world, but Yondu don't. does somewhere. Oh, that we can accept. We can't accept Smurfs. Fuck Smurfs. We're gonna just move on before I. We're, we're gonna move Overstep on. my boundary here. This isn't a Smurfs podcast. No, next week. For Smurfs' sake. <laughs> For Smurfs' sake. Anyway, so the mission here is that they're gonna go into uh, the, the collect- collector. The collector's, uh, I guess, asylum. I, I don't know what the domicile. Call it. His his <laughs> penthouse. His penthouse. <laughs> it, it appears so now that Thanos has kind of stepped down and has become a Ravager, and Ravagers are good guys now. Mm-hmm. Thanos isn't really the big mad Titan that he is, or big the big kingpin. He said Tavon took kind of took that spot over mm-hmm. once I stepped down. Even his Thanos's fucking goons in Infinity War and Endgame were working for Tavon. So apparently they're trying to take this um, this herb or something. Oh, what they call it? I, I can't remember what it's called. We it's just, a plant. It's some kind of plant, and they're supposed to like I don't know help dying planets. It's uh, yeah. So it's they, a fast growing plant. Yeah, they tried to do that. Spoiler alert: they didn't end up doing that because they had to escape. Um, what we learned that Tavon, first of all, is jacked. Second, he's obsessed with taking superheroes' equipment and powers. He had Captain America's shield. He had Hela's helmet. Thor's hammer. Yeah. And he's like, oh. We should have paused it and looked at what else did he have on yeah. that wall. <laughs> I mean, that dagger, I'm also trying to see whose dagger was that. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember whose fucking dagger that was. But now we're just like, 
he he collects superheroes. I'm he's sure. a, he's scaled so large mm-hmm. that he even collected weaponry. Yeah. Of and he's the like, Avengers. I love the. He's like, oh god, that Asgardian woman had such good taste because of the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, god How? damn. So the whole thing is like. It's changed because now T'Challa is... He's made the whole gang a Robin Hood-esque type of gang. Mm -hmm. Going in there, he tries to extract T'Challa of any powers he has. T'Challa doesn't really have any powers. But as he's trying to find an escape or whatever he's doing with with Mm Tavon, he finds the Wakandan airship. Yeah. He was lied to by Yondu saying that his home was destroyed. And we see a message that pops up from T'Challa's father. It's like, I am King T'Chaka of Wakanda. Many years ago, my son T'Challa was taken. If you have any information as to where his whereabouts might be, please contact us and send our coordinates. And T'Challa, if you are out there watching, I know you will come home. You will find your way home, my son. And we it appears that Nebula double-crossed T'Challa. That bitch. That's what I thought at first. Mm-hmm. But really, she tr- was triple-crossing. Yeah. She was... Double, she double-crossed thinking that she's working with Tavon when really she was just triple-crossing and she was, you know... We got a plan here. Don't worry. We got a plan. She's got <laughs> debt to, to settle with the collector, but she's also trying to get, o- get one over on him. Right. We saw this really awesome, epic fight scene between Yondu and uh, T'Challa with the collector. Nebula ends up getting the Ravagers out of the little prison. Mm-hmm. And I loved <laughs> what what's his name the ball guy's like how could you do that to us? T'Challa, he was like your uh, he was like family to you, a best friend. I can't believe what you did. And then it's like she goes cuz she got the blaster in front of them. Then she shoots what's his name? Oh, maybe you're not all that bad. <laughs> and then explains the plan. This went all the way back to the bar. Did we ever uh learn the guy that he recruited's name? He has a name. I just don't know it. Oh, okay. I, he's, like, I don't remember he's, it either. He's just, a no, he's just Ronan's lackey, nobody character. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh. So that was the whole plan, was to triple cross Tavon mm-hmm. in order to think that he could get T'Challa. Because they wanted to... Really, the plan was stop Tavon because he is... Fucking um, psycho. He's a fucking psycho. <laughs> so the way I see it, it really wasn't to get that herb. It was just to stop him. Well, no, they got the herb. They got it, but it but it engulfed the entire planet. Well, because they had to get out. Yeah. They had to escape. Also, Howard the Duck made an appearance. Once more. Yeah. It Honestly, it was the perfect amount of use of Howard the Duck, and I hope you don't see him ever again. Not a fan, huh? No, I mean, I just... It, Howard the Duck is Howard the Duck. Okay. He's, and then we'll leave it at that. I... I the thing is, he can be used sparingly. I thought he was used well. I mean, Seth Green coming in and playing the voice of Howard the Duck again. He made an extended cameo. Yeah. And I thought it was a good way to use him there rather than just use him for an entire episode. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think because I think using too much of a stupid character like Howard the Duck can really, really, really discredit your whole vibe of your of your show. They kept with the they kept with the story. Mm-hmm. That's all they needed to do. It worked out fine. <laughs> yeah. So, overall... So they escape. They escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ch- uh, Nebula escapes with the Ravagers, but Thanos goes after the the army and, and Watcher's goons, 
It's like, I'll stop them. Like, are you insane? No, I'm mad. <laughs> and Nebula just rolls her eyes. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so we see that they kind of have a bit of a uh, rocky relationship, Thanos and, and, and Nebula, but not because that Thanos was torturing her. They just have a rocky relationship. No, they never got that far. No. So I on I... <laughs> We see that uh, one thing I thought was very interesting is Nebula's got the hots for T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Calling him Cha-Cha. See you around, Cha-Cha. Oh, boy. <laughs> a little cringy. But that's it only because I know was, Nebula the way we I, were it's, introduced it's to just her. like she's the complete opposite. Like she is this is like this uh, this character mm-hmm. that is beautiful and knows she's beautiful and she's a badass. Yeah. She's very much... I love this side of Nebula. But we've also... We also know that Nebula was a badass. She was just got... She, she is. Daddy just, she's, yeah, and she was tortured. Yeah. Beaten and bruised by her adopted father. Taken apart and used with actual metallic parts and Actual upgrades, metal. called it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, had, I, think, I would have daddy issues as well. I think really the only thing that was changed from... that isn't actually hers was the eye because they referenced that too the eye still looked like the mechanical eye they had to replace that I okay don't, I don't remember what part where she was actually replaced from but that is the case mm. so overall we see the Ravagers escape one place and Yondu and uh, T'Challa escape in, in the uh, Wakandan ship right Yondu apologizes to T'Challa and they had a heart to heart and he says, like, I shouldn't be mad at you for taking me from my home. I wanted to explore the world, and you showed me that. And they The universe. Sa- yeah, the universe. You showed, showed me the universe. You showed me the universe. Mm-hmm. And he said, the universe, wherever you want it to be, kid, where does your heart want to go? Mm-hmm. And they go to Wakanda. Yeah. And you see his father. You see his mother. You see Shuri. And Qu- uh, King T'Chaka goes, my son, I knew you'd find your way home. Like, Baba, this is my family that I made while I was gone. He's like, Yondu. And then, you know, you meet everybody. There's a whole big celebration. Yeah. And then Thanos is talking to one of the Dora Milaje. That sounds a lot like genocide. Yes, but it's at random with one quick snap. <laughs> Explaining <laughs> the whole plan. And you know, Or his like, intentions. Yeah, Nebula's just like, oh, Dad. Dad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like that so, relationship they have. Yeah, it's... It's a very much like a cringy dad, teenage daughter type typical, of relationship. Typical, and I yeah, think that's typical. what makes it normal. Yeah, strangely enough. Yeah. And then we cut over to uh, King T'Chaka, Queen Mata, uh, uh, T'Challa, and Yondu together sitting. And <laughs> King T'Chaka's <laughs> like, I must wonder, why is it that you took my son? <laughs> no, no, he didn't even say well, that. So how did you get it? How did you get? How did you find my son? Oh, yeah, how'd you, well, how'd you, how did you find my son? <laughs> well, uh, you see, King said, like... Yandu, I was lost, Baba, and Yandu found me. So they all cheers, nice and, it, and, it, and it was and it was a whole celebration of bringing T'Challa back. There was so much action in this. Like, I think a lot I, happened. A lot in this happened. Episode. A lot happened, and I'm probably missing a few details. But this is a clear example of what this show is. It's like one little decision changes everything that yeah. can be the outcome of. We got a taste of that with Captain Carter. We got so much shit. They just like it. threw it in your it's face. It's like, they're just like, yeah, Thanos, he didn't collect the Infinity Stones. The minute he walked action. in that room or he popped up in that scene You're like, and we're like, uh, okay. And so, then Nebula, holy shit. And then Drax, wait a minute. And then the Collector, what is happening? So Everything changed. But you knew that 
something like that big was going to happen mm-hmm. when you saw the opening credits and you're like watching the cast come up and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, Josh Brolin, Kurt Russell. Which, we still have to get to that. Which we'll still get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Yondu left to start to Taserface and Kraglin to pick up Peter Quill. They didn't get Peter Quill. They got T'Challa. T'Challa changed the whole galaxy for the better because he was still the same person. He's still the same guy as far as like, I want to help the world and everything. And that's what they did at the end of Black Panther. He made Wakanda's resources open to the rest of the world. Yeah, because it would help people. And that's exactly what he was doing in uh, with the Ravagers. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, he was able to do more because he didn't know the story about you know his his uncle and his mm-hmm. father. So, though presumably those things happened maybe when he was a little older. Maybe he wasn't around for those well, kinds of things. What, to what then. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's possible that. That moment where T'Challa, where his father, where his uncle was mm-hmm. killed by his by T'Challa, King T'Chaka, it's possible that that moment didn't happen, and that's why, because that was the main reason why that he didn't want that Wakandans didn't share the re- because the previous kings didn't want to, and yeah. T'Challa's like, eh, well, maybe I guess I should keep tradition, and then he's like, no, after I hear this, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. And that's what he wanted to do. He had the freedom to help people that he wanted to help. Right. He didn't necessarily have that uh, on Earth in, in the t- current MCU timeline that we know. No. Overall, what was your favorite part of this episode? Oh, my favorite part? Yeah, um, or favorite parts. Probably with uh, the Collector, using all the different weapons to fight. Mm-hmm. I they like did. That too. They really amped up the Collector in this one. And Benicio Del Toro, come on. He's great. He was just, he's, he's, he's always great. He is. Or he was... That's like my mom's favorite actor. Magnificent! Magnificent! <laughs> Magnificent! That's what he was. Nice. <laughs> just, he's he's so... He is that character. Yeah. He is. He was meant for that role. He was. And I I mean, I love the very beginning where the guy's like, oh my God, the famous Star-Lord. Oh, and they like, went on with that for like a couple of minutes. Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, Thanos just being a good guy. It's just so much... Mind-blowing. Mind, Mind-fucking mind thing, things that <laughs> happened in this episode. Um, this is for sure. I'm I'm sure there'll be a a much bigger one, but this is my favorite so far. But what about the end? Tell them about the end. So the very end, eh, not everything worked out for the best. For some people. For some people, <laughs> while the galaxy may have been pretty better off with T'Challa going into space, mm-hmm. Peter Quill not becoming Star Lord, and he ends up working in a Dairy Queen, which was funny as hell. Yeah, and then he, you know, doors doors open like, oh, sorry, we're closed, and it's ego. He no. goes, oh, I thought you'd recognize me by my good looks. Peter, you don't have time for your old man. Then his eyes become glow. A glow and then and then presumably Ego takes over the world. Is that what we're going to... Well, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to yeah. go over the entire galaxy. Right, but the universe. Is, is that what we'll make the assumption of? I would think so, but, it, you know, I mean, I still... We're, I definitely think we're still going to get an alternate version of the Avengers in this show... Oh, yeah. Could it be possible that Ego is the threat that they need to take down? What about Gamora? I don't think Gamora is going to be that threat. No? In, in, the, in the trailer footage, Gamora is actually seen fighting alongside with T'Challa, Star-Lord, a Black Panther, which presumably is Killmonger, uh, okay. and Thor. So I don't think it's going to be that. I possibly think that Ego could be the, the big bad that the... He's a god, this, yeah. This, well, he's celestial. That mm-hmm. this version of the Avengers is going to fight. Right. 
that's I what I personally, see that that's happening. what I personally think happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this. Uh, for next episode for next week. It was also very nice for them to do a dedication for Oh him. yeah. That, that was that was nice. Our friend, our hero, our like, I can't remember the whole tribute, but they given that tribute to Chadwick Boseman was just really really touching. Yeah. Overall, it was really great to hear his voice, but knowing like this show will be the last thing he ever does. I mean, I think again, I think He left his mark. He did. I again, I like I said, I think we're going to get more episodes with them in it and get an alternative version of the Avengers in this. But it's just it, I was really, really heartbroken when he passed away. I was, mm-hmm. I was in complete and utter, total shock, and I was reading up on it. Like, how I th- would, how would you have known? No, you wouldn't. He didn't have, show you it. Wouldn't have known. My, I remember my sister texted me, and I was in complete, total shock. I was at my mom. I was still living at my mom's house. And I'm hanging out with Ashley, and I'm just up against like the doorway in my, uh, in my kitchen, and I'm just, I'm. Ashley says to me. Babe, what is it? Babe, babe, what's wrong? Babe, and I'm like, what? What, what, what? I was like in a trance. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I just go to her. I'm like, Rachel just texted me that Chadwick Boseman died. She's like, what? Yeah, he's he's gone. And we watched Black Panther, and we were both really upset. You know, actually cried. I cried a little bit too. It was just, it's, it hits different now that you see him in these movies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, he was just. I mean, to think all the stuff he was doing. Within the time that he was diagnosed with his cancer, mm-hmm. all the movies he was doing, not just for Marvel, but he did 21 Bridges. He did a few Netflix movies. He did like, charity. He, he did all the, yeah. And it makes, and even like when they were doing press for Black Panther, you know, he got choked up when t- seeing these kids having cancer, you know, like trying mm-hmm. to make a, trying to make, he's like, you know, trying to make a difference for these kids' lives. It's, it hits even harder knowing that he was, he's going through the same thing they did, you know, maybe not particular cancer, same cancer, but, but he's trying to give fight. them, help give them heart and, and a drive and to fight and to live. And he was just, just really seemed like a really beautiful soul. You and need people out there to do that. And I think yeah. that's what they did with this episode is they, they turned this one person wanted to help the world and he did it. And I think that was. And he a, did with everyone he encountered with. I think it's that was the same a, thing that he did in real life. I think that was a perfect representation. I of think not it was just, great. Of not just who T'Challa the character what, uh, but is, it was Chadwick but, the person. But also, yeah, who Chadwick Boseman the person was, and it was really beautiful and amazing to see what they have done with him, mm-hmm. and it, he's he's he'll never be replaced. No, because according There'll only be one. Because according to uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever uh, uh, show. Uh, uh, picture like leaks that have gone on the internet there's a picture of the throne room and there's something in Wakandan writing apparently translates to um, forever our king T'Challa mm. uh, and yes Wakandan writing is, is is real because it's people have translated it mm. not the actual the lang- the writing has been made real mm. is what I mean um, like I can use a Wakandan word in Scrabble I don't know <laughs> but apparently that's what it translates to that's what it is like you know obviously Wakanda is a made up language is a made up country but apparently that's what it reads mm-hmm. uh, for for the movie um, real quickly I know we've been going over a little over an hour here but we have a couple of news stories we need to get through and then we will wrap things up okay so real quickly Tom Hardy wants Spider-Man Tom Holland's Spider-Man to be in a future Venom film or at the very least in some kind of crossover. 
Now, I know, Hillary, you are not the biggest Spider-Man fan. It's not that I don't like him. And I know I've mentioned this before. Not on not on record. It's been on enough records. It's not, but, uh, not, not in a podcast format. I am a little PO'd, if, if I could say so, that there were so many movies. So many movies. Okay, and the reasoning for that is that Sony doesn't always know how to make the best Spider-Man movie. It, well, then after the fourth remake or redo or whatever it was, I was just like, okay, enough is enough. You don't even give Tom Holland a chance. I gave Tom Holland a chance at Homecoming. And I like Tom Holland. I think he's cute. I think he's perfect for the role. He he had to be Mm Spider-Man. That was his role. But I was already scarred from the... What was the one with Gwen Stacy? Who was that actor? The amazing... uh, Andrew Garfield. The amazing Spider-Man. I got tired of it. I just got tired of it. Like, how many more of these are we going to have to do? You do realize that the next Spider-Man movie's premise is Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back. Yeah, because now it's going to make freaking sense why they had so many movies. Multiverse. Right. But it's not like they had that plan from the beginning. Marvel Studios was even a concept back then. Exactly. So it only makes sense to redeem them by making a multiverse version of it. Yeah, exactly. Because I was getting fed up with... <laughs> The constant remake, like oh, now, do, now okay. it's a different girl. How do oh, you, and now it's from the comics. Okay. Oh, it's from how the movie. You, but how do you think I feel? Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, but I still look back on a lot of these movies fondly. I don't look back on Spider-Man three or the Amazing Spider-Man two fondly. I think they're horrible. I will side with you, and say that I do have a favorite Spider-Man villain. And who is that? Uh, Doc Ock. Alfred Molina. Yes. It's a great choice. I also liked uh, uh, Liv from the uh, Those, Into uh, the Multiverse S- one. Spider-Verse. Fight- Spider-Verse, yeah. Yeah, that's Catherine Hahn. Captain Hahn? Catherine Hahn, Agatha. Oh, oh Ag- Agatha? Yeah, Catherine really? Hahn. That's Catherine Hahn, yes. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, I love her even more that now. That is Catherine Hahn. She but plays- that's my favorite Spider-Man villain is Doc Ock. Okay. Well, I mean, he's going to be in the movie. I'm sure he is, and I think it's going to be a grand old time. I'm not knocking off like I'm not going to watch it. If mm. it piques my interest, I'll watch it. I'm just tired of the every, whole, it's oh. It's pique everybody's interest. But I'm just tired of the, oh, bit by a spider. Oh, well, that's gets what, abilities. Well, that's what they did with with Homecoming. They didn't do the origin story because we know it already. Which is, which is why it comes out better because I'm not, re, I'm not being embedded with the whole, you got bit by a spider. Oh, things come out of his wrist. But it doesn't come out of his wrist. It's a little wrist watch thing that he made. And then the other one's like, we're sticking to the walls. But it's like, no, it's a device now. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. comes in. When Robert Downey Jr. came in and into Spider-Man's life, Okay, then I was interested. My okay. life, my life was peaked. Okay, I was just tired of the constant reiteration of the origin of Spider-Man. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's that's everybody else's problem. But now, no, it's not. No, that no, no, it's I, not. No, you every, don't get that. No, movie. everybody, every no, everybody else didn't like the fact that like we don't need. I myself included. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't do that because we don't need to see Spider-Man's origin story because it's the most famous origin story of any superhero. But we didn't get that in any of the other ones, which made the other ones more okay. We get the story, we got their origin. Now let's move on. To be fair, they only did it twice. With Toby Which was Andrew. enough for me to go, how many times are they going to keep doing this and reiterating it? It's it's the amount of movies that they did prior to Tom Holland. Yeah. There have been a, there were a total of five Spider-Man movies and it was Spider-Man was played by two different people in yes. those five movies. Right. That's annoying. Two of the, 
two of them were incredible. One of them was good. Mm-hmm. And two of them were horrible. <laughs> you can take your guess as to which ones I thought were great, which one I thought was good, and which two I thought were complete, utter dog shit. Comment anyway, below. the point is, because uh, we have to get through these news stories real quickly. Right, we're going a little over an hour and ten. So Tom Hardy wants Tom Holland and Venom to appear on screen. Now, we d- now I think mm-hmm. he did mention that he would love to have him in, in, in a Venom 3 movie, because uh, Tom Hardy is actually contributing a lot to the Venom franchise more than we just playing Venom. He's actually writing and contributing uh, creative ideas for the story. Mm-hmm. He actually says he's working on the screenplay with the writers for Venom 3. He says, now, I know a, sc- a third movie can't get greenlit because um, de- it depends on the success of the, s- of the previous movie, mm-hmm. but I think I would be doing myself a disservice and the fans, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't trying to do everything I could to get Venom and Tom Holland's Spider-Man on the same screen. You have to. I've said this For, a million times. If you're going to be within the Spider-Man universe, bring in the also, hero. And, and before the whole multiverse, before we got the multiverse, thanks to Loki and I think also Wanda as well, when she actually became Scarlet yes. Witch, I think those two things, we've talked about in the podcast before, we think those two instances are linked together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do this now because with the introduction of, bring, you know, you're bringing back Jamie Foxx's Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man 2. You're bringing back Doc Ock's, uh, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock from, right. from the Tobey Maguire sequel. Right. You know, and then there's hev- heavy rumors of other villains from the previous movies coming in, like Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Yeah, he, could you imagine? He he has been asked about that, and he and he said in an interview, you know, there's a time and place when, um, you know, a lot's going on, and there's a time and place when I think the best time to talk about a movie is when a movie comes out, and that's all I can say of the matter. So mm. he didn't deny that he was reprising his role as Green Goblin, but he didn't say he was wasn't doing it either or he, that he was doing it well he does yeah he didn't approve or because deny the, it the another the other big rumor or sorry confirm or deny it yeah the other big rumor is that his green goblin is going to be in this movie and he's going to be the leader of the sinister six now i alfred molina and jamie fox actually are confirmed just so you know. Okay. I'm explaining this to Hillary. A lot of you guys already know this. Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx are confirmed because it was announced by Sony and Marvel Studios that they were cast in the movie, mm-hmm. to the upcoming movie. So, you know, the also other rumors are uh, Sandman from Spider-Man 3, the Lizard from The Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and uh, Green Goblin. Those are unconfirmed, mm-hmm. but Doc Ock and Electro are confirmed. With uh, a sixth po- a possible sixth villain, which I think is going to be Vulture, because there's a Lego set. I was going to say there's a Lego set where Vulture's fighting Spider-Man. Yeah, I think he's going to show up. I think Adrian Toomes is going to return. Okay. Uh, you know Michael Keaton. You yeah, know, he's almost seventy years old. Michael Keaton. Yeah, and I've said this like really? three times in the podcast now. He's almost seventy. Wow. Yeah, he's sixty. He looks great. He's going to be seventy, I think, like. In September, and he's still doing movies. He's he's incredible. He's got another one coming out, the protege. Yeah, he looks amazing. Yeah, I, I, I hope I look half as good as he does by the time I'm seventy. Moisturize, lots and lots of moisturizer. <laughs> money, lots and lots of money. I had to put in the moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's presumably what Sinister Six would be. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire aren't confirmed either, but it's like all the stuff that's been going out. Come on, Pe- people on the internet call it the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Yeah. At one point, kinda, Andrew, Andrew kinda Garfield, is. Tom Holland, and Tobey Maguire were all spotted in, in Manhattan at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, they were reported to all be in Manhattan. Tobey Maguire, too. Like, Tobey Maguire was just walking around Central Park not too long ago. People just taking pictures with him. And he's saying, What are you lo- doing here, buddy? 
Like, like, ah, filming. It's pizza time. It's pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, because because that again that goes back to Tom Tom Hardy's thing. If the multiverse wasn't here, then because we've been told that the Sony Spider Verse Venom thing is its own thing from apart from the Marvel movies that Marvel Studios does, but now with the multiverse. You can make sense. Venom can jump through into our into our universe, or Tom Holland Spider Man can jump through into our uni- into Venom's universe. Mm-hmm. I think overall we because Spider Man needs to fight Venom, or needs to team with Venom, and he needs to fight Carnage because Carnage and Venom are Spider Man's two biggest foes. Which will be played by Woody Harrelson. Yeah, talked about Woody Harrelson before. I think yeah. he's going to be a great. I think he's going to be. I the, love that I, guy. I think he's the perfect character to play Cletus Cassidy uh, slash Carnage. And then also with Spider-Man news, this will be wrapping up with Spider-Man news, is that uh, the over in India, actors are doing the dub, the overdubs of the voice acting for the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So, you know what that means? Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> it's reference to last week's podcast. Uh, no, what it, it just seems so random. What it what it mean what it means is that the trailer for Spider Man No Way Home is finished because they would because they have to finish the first English trailer before they release the trailer to the rest of the world so other people can. They watch. are coming. Yeah, so <laughs> that's very good news. Also, there's this media event that Sony's going to be at where it's going to be like two three hours long and they're going to be releasing all their content and it's heavily speculated that Spider Man No Way Home will be. Uh, released at that time as well. The, the only thing is, is that it's not available to the general public, but people will say what they saw. They just they'll can't record it. They can't record it because cell phones are not allowed. Oh wow! But they, but people there's always somebody. But people will, they people will visualize what they saw and they will tell the internet, and we will all know. And I think shortly after that, we'll get a trailer. Right, and then you got to do everything in your power to be like, I'm not going to listen to it. I want to actually see it. So some people don't, but but desperate nerds like myself who are <laughs> clamoring for any bit of information I something. can about this fucking movie. Something. Yes, something, anything. <laughs> like, the Spider-Man No Way Home movie and slash trailer is like an ounce of crack to me. Like, well, any, oh, any, God, any we it is crack. You. And any and any news that I get from it, it I'm, I'm like Tyrone Biggums. D- Dave Chappelle's comes uh, <laughs> kid like, oh, Hi there, I'm Tyrone. Y'all, y'all got any Spider-Man news? The funny, he's just scratching you, while you're saying you this. Got, you got any? You got any crack? I smoke rocks. Like that's that's me when it comes to all this Spider-Man shit. You sounded like Towley. Well, it's, get high? it's it's similar. It's similar. <laughs> Some of y'all know about me, Joe Rogan. I smoke rocks. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I'm obsessed with this, you and are. it's the most anticipated movie. I think the biggest standalone superhero movie ever, with the amount of characters are putting into this overall this is a very big fucking deal to me i know and i think to many other people i and i don't blame you okay okay last bit bit of few news stories we have to talk about is that the hawkeye trailer and miss marvel trailer appear to be going to be appear to be releasing very soon these are going to be exclusive disney plus series uh hawkeye uh possibly could be releasing uh sometime in september Mm -hmm. and uh miss marvel um i think later this year as well if not i believe they could it's also rumored that they could both be released on the emmys oh okay that would make sense as well yeah might as well Take are, the airtime. Are you familiar with the cap, uh, character of Miss Marvel? 
Miss Marvel, no. Okay. Well, Miss Captain Mar- Marvel, yeah. Miss Marvel, actually, Carol Danvers was originally Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. but Marvel has changed things here and there because they like to do that. They like to change up their characters and give them different spins. Miss Marvel is a character. Her name is uh, Kamala Khan. She's actually a girl from Jersey City, and she has stretching abilities similar to Mr. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, and she's Miss Marvel. Why weren't we introduced to her? Is she? I'm going to assume she's not part of the Avengers universe. No, she is. She she's just a new character they're introducing into into the into oh okay because of all the characters we've been introduced for you know with Infinity War Endgame all the characters coming together you can't never brought this one up because she's a new character like like Shang Chi Shang Chi's a new character as well okay they just had the world premiere for Shang Chi over in Lo- in uh, Los Angeles so they're just new superheroes that they're going to add to this universe Marvel oh. universe I mean of course I mean Downey I'm not saying it as like a as a negative thing it's just like I wasn't aware with with new with old characters leaving you got to put new characters in so those eventual characters you know big ones like Doctor Strange and Thor and Spider-Man you know mm-hmm. eventually I mean Chris Hemsworth's like I think he's like hey if you want me I'll stay around for as long as you want me but eventually some of these big name characters aren't going to want to stick around anymore Oh Robert Downey that's why he wanted to go I know I mean well I'm tired. And Black Widow too Scarlett Johansson doesn't look like she's ever going to come long. back Too long it's just like, well, just the whole lawsuit going on with her, too. I don't think they're going to be one. What lawsuit? You're not aware of the lawsuit? No. We don't have time to talk about it, so oh, okay. I'll explain to you later. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, so you know, all these guys and girls are like, you know, like, hey, I'm on the near, greener pastures. I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, some, sometimes you got to move on, and that's okay. And the last bit of news we'll talk about is that Jonathan Majors has started filming his Kang, uh, the Conqueror scenes for Ant-Man Quantumania. Now, this is not going to be like He Who Remains. This is a different variant of Kang. This is like the most evil, dominant version of Kang. I'm very interested to see what they do with this here. Um, are you fam- you familiar with anything about Kang the Conqueror? No. Okay. The only thing I've seen so far that seems to be new coming out is something about rings. Shang-Chi, the Ten Rings? Shang-Chi and the ten- Legend of the Ten Rings. That's, yeah. That's something completely different. Oh, then no. That's no clue. The, that's the movie. We were just talking about that in a second. That's the see, one that has the world premiere in Los Angeles. Again, Marvel... As I point over to you, mm-hmm. and it's Star Wars. Okay. okay, that's why so much Star Wars was talked about on this podcast. That's yeah, it's n- it's not because I don't love Star Wars. I no, do. no, but we and I have uh, we have our realms: Marvel and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but we're nerds as one. Yes, and that's okay. Anyway, that's happening. Actually, there is one last bit of news. That's I swear this is the last one. I You're swear. pregnant? No, I can't. It's Ashley's. <laughs> let's not. Okay, let's sorry. not go down that I'm route. Sorry. Anyway, so. <laughs> The other big spec, the other big big Marvel movie that's supposed to be coming out is Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Now, Doctor Strange is in Spider-Man: No Way Home, as many of us know. Mm-hmm. She, he, she, he is going to be a huge part of the movie, rather than be like you know, a character who's kind of like his like his appearance in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. He's a big part of the movie, fixing the multiverse, trying to get all these villains and heroes back to where they belong, and he's a acts as a mentor to Peter Parker. Right. Um, one has to assume, which, and we do, that Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man No Way Home are going to be connected. So, Doctor Strange is going to need to travel the multiverse and fix whatever the fuck is going on and find out who the hell did this shit. <laughs> I've even seen memes where Left it's... you alone for five minutes. I've even seen memes where it's like Doctor Strange when he finds Wanda... And Loki, after f- after fixing the multiverse, it's 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 Wanda running, and then it's Loki with a cheeky look on his face, like <laughs> and he's running, and Strange is running hell at like after them. Um, a lot of people are speculating that we could possibly could get a uh, multiverse of madness trailer with um, 
with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. They're really pushing for the multiverse and different timeline the, the, theme. The going multiverse here. is like because that's the big thing everybody asks. Mm-hmm. What do you do after you've spent eleven years building this franchise towards this big bad in Thanos? What do you do? But we've done so you, many timeline things so far. If you really think about it, not really. They just they just. They, well, they, they, they're bringing it out more. They, they time traveled, they time have, traveled they, once. Right, but then now they're bringing out Loki, and now they're bringing up Doctor Strange, and then the Spider-Verse. You know, they're, they're playing with... All right, what think other of, ways did could this have gone? Think about it. A lot of people have tuned out after Marvel. Not a whole lot, but a good number of people have tuned out. My best friend included is like, what the hell can they do after... Well, the story came to an end. He's like, what the hell can they do after Endgame? I don't know how they're going to entice me to come back. This is how you entice people to come back. You do shit like this with the multiverse, with the Spider-Verse and all this other stuff. Mm. Because, you know, with all the characters that are rumored to be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, not just the confirmed characters we have, like Doctor Strange yeah. and Scarlet Witch, but, all, story. But, but also... Uh, Carl, uh, Carl Mordo, Baron Mordo is is apparently could be returning. Dormammu could return. Uh, Loki is reported to be in Multiverse of Madness. Mm. Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness is reported to be in Multiverse of Madness. I love her. Like, and then you get all these potential characters from the Multiverse realm that could appear. Captain Peggy Carter could very well appear in Multiverse of Madness, and mm, I very that would be interesting. I to very see. well think she will show up in Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire's Spider Man could show up in the Multiverse of Madness. Well. Not only don't well he was, <laughs> he was he was great. And not only just that, but Sam Raimi, the guy who directed the original Spider Man trilogy for him, he's directing Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So. You can literally take, pick, and choose and make all these crazy cameos. You can have uh, Patrick Stewart's Professor Charles Xavier, Michael Fassbender's Magneto, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. All just colliding. The thing is, though, you don't want to oversaturate with all these, all this nostalgia and all these other characters. No, because they have to be. They have to be brief cameos. Yes. They have to be little instances, and then you focus on the characters that you have. Yeah, you don't want to just collide all of it into one, because then you'd be like, all right, now you're just throwing it down. Most likely, when do you think we could see a, a Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness uh, trailer? If you had to pick between these, these two times, do you think they would release it with Spider-Man No Way Home so that we can be like, hey, this is the next chapter of the story, maybe an after credit scene, or do you think they'd probably release it like early 2022? I would think they're going to they're gonna give you a taste of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have you get a taste of it, so you have something to hold on when that movie comes to an end. And Marvel's notorious for giving you something at the end of the movie. I would think that... Either because for the first Captain America movie, even though you didn't see it, maybe be. <laughs> um, they um, the after credit scene of the th- of the of that movie mm-hmm. is actually a taste of what the Avengers first Avengers movie was going to be. So they could do a similar thing, right? That they show a piece of the trailer or whatever. But knowing how Marvel does things now, they mainly just a show snippet. Snippets like mm-hmm. for the end of Captain Marvel, they had the scene where they're analyzing the um, the uh, the beeper that was signaling Captain Marvel. Yeah, and and Black Widow is just like, well, whatever the whoever Fury is trying to contact, I want to know who it is, what he or she is, and I want to see them right away. And there's the Carol Danvers. Where's Fury? Mm. And I thought that was a scene taken straight out of uh, Endgame, and yeah. it could have been. It very well could have been when they were filming. Sure, but. I think we'll see a similar thing with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You are. And then we'll probably get a trailer not too long after that. You know them. We're going to prolong it for the coming in 2022. Who knows? To end this podcast real quickly, Hillary, who's a character that's kind of outside of the MCU from a previous Marvel movie or property 
that you would love to see make a cameo in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's outside of the I, that's, Marvel Universe? Sorry, that's not in... I don't mean DC or anything like that. I mean stuff like from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies or the X-Men movies or the Fantastic Four or even stuff from Marvel What If, like I said with Captain Peggy Carter. Who would, what is a character or a few characters you'd like to see make some brief cameos in the movie? Well, I, I would love to see Wolverine step back in again. But I don't think Hugh Jackman would do it. He did recently talk about that. I thought that after the last Wolverine movie, he was like, that's it. That's my walk. He I'm is, done. And he said something along the lines of, I think he said something like... Um, Being a huge, huge that he Hugh has, Jackman he fan, has, I would love for him to come back. He has no desire to reprise the role. But the way I have... I can't remember the whole thing. I was yeah. watching the interview the other day. But he said something like that he doesn't want to come back to do it because he doesn't think he should be the one to come back and play the character. He thinks the character, if mm-hmm. Marvel wants to use them, should have a new face using him. He didn't. I don't think he necessarily ruled out a cameo, though. Mm. Uh, Look be- at me, he's done it before. Yeah, because he says that, like, you know, because Ryan Reynolds has this urge to, like, don't give up the character. No, because he, he wanted to do a collab with him of some sort. Yeah. He wanted to do something. And we with still him. should. Yeah. And he's. And he says, like, tell... I think he says, like, tell Ryan that, like, I'm not coming back to the character, like, as a full-time basis. I would have even said I would love for Deadpool to come back in, but I think it would lose some Deadpool's going to come lore. back. No, I mean, into the... Uh, into this... He is. Multiverse. He's, he's going to come to the MCU. Oh, he is? Oh, in Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. I mean, well, Deadpool, you can throw him literally anywhere. It'll make you sense. can, but, like... Multiverse as, or not. Right. But as, like, a full-on character, like, to be part of that universe, I think for as a cameo little snippet of him. I also think Deadpool could be a great person to replace Stan Lee for the cameos. <gasps> just That's a great idea. He, he could just... It doesn't have to be a main focus. He can just really briefly be there. He'd sit there be, be wearing like a and, robe or and, something. And, and, and be gone. Just yeah. quickly the, be gone. With the, with the pipe or something, yeah. <laughs> it's that just, would be a great... That would actually be... It would be funny if nice. like in Multiverse of Madness he comes in... That'd be actually really cool and Doctor for And Doctor Strange is like, well, who the hell are you? Oh, I'm from Fox. Disney bought me now. <laughs> Just and then just quickly fuck <laughs> off into a portal. Yeah, that's it. Just that's all you need from Ryan Reynolds yeah. with Deadpool. Yeah. Um. Overall, though, this was one of the longest podcasts we've done. I think maybe one of our earlier episodes is I about this long. I apologize if it was. Over, no, it's okay. Over it's okay. Time. We got a lot of Star Wars talking, and and we honestly, did. we haven't. Vinny and I haven't talked about Star Wars a, a whole lot in this podcast. In recent memory, I mean, we talked about Bad Batch uh, episode from the previous week mm-hmm. and our last week's episode. I mean, um, like half the podcast was Star Wars, and half the podcast is Marvel. So well, when Mandalorian, every every other show comes back, yeah. I mean, yeah, like that's gonna be when Vinny and I have to do this. It's gonna really. But like, think about it: when everything blows up with Marvel, oh, I'll never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Anyway, I think that'll do it for this episode of Fan Speculation. Hillary, I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank uh, you for f- having me for filling in for Vinny. You're welcome when Vinny comes back. Yeah, for him it is uh, family things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his fucking birthday with his dad. That oh, God. that jackass. Like that overtakes your podcast. I know. So like, selfish. His, his priorities are not in check. You, you're gonna have to have all. a talk with him. I am. I'm gonna have to call him after we're done here and be like, listen, I'm. Gl- you know, I hope I was you had, crying. I, I hope you had a fun time with your family, <laughs> but. I mean, you should have seen the what fans, if. The fans. <laughs> the, yeah, all, all five of them. All five of the fans. We have a, I think we have a decent listening basis. It's not a huge, but it's decent. No. no. But yeah. we have people who listen every single week. Anyway. Yeah. 
Thank you again for coming on. Thank you. You're welcome anytime. Again, you uh, definitely want to have you back for, uh, I guess, a debate of the Star Wars movies. That's We will be talking. Yes. <laughs> and I think all three of us should be here to talk about it. Uh, please be sure, guys, to be following us if you aren't already on Fan Speculation on Twitter, at Fan Speculation underscore pod on Instagram. Uh, listen to us on your favorite podcast app, Pop. Uh, eh. Uh, I think we're on Podbean. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, tell me if we are or not. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Amazon. We, those are our many, many podcast formats we're on. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, share with your friends. Let us know what you think. Go ahead and go check out the latest meme I put up on our on our Instagram page where Steve Rogers just looking at Peggy Carter like, and I showed you those memes. Oh, God. They're so great. If any, if, if it's one, Why do they work so well? If it's one thing we can count on regardless of how good a superhero movie is or not we can always think of great memes i mean just the things with good peggy, job fans yeah with peggy carter and steve uh, and steve rogers peggy carter's just looking at steve rogers like uh steve was looking at peggy like now that's and it shows peggy with the shield looking over it's like oi what are you looking at stop looking at me bum you wanker rip it off with, rip it off. <laughs> rip your cock off with it I, rip your cock off with it i will and then i put a clip of bill Hader from snl and goes well, mark me down as scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> Go follow us at Span Speculation underscore pod on Instagram. Great quality content every single time I have a chance to post. Hillary, is there anything you want to say before we go? And do you want people to follow you or do you want them to leave you alone? I'm sure they'll find me on whatever you tag me in. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not famous, so. <laughs> well, we're not famous either. You are to me. Great. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Be on the lookout next week for the Force Awakens rewrite. You're not going to want to miss it. So for CJ Palmasano and Hillary Morris, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. 